You're listening to Dom's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. Yeah, made a bit of a mess of that, mate. But um, well, It's a bit hard to say when, uh, you know, 20, 21 rounds in and, uh, yeah, it's a bit hard to say with greatest you know, football team in the land. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I had to say it with a straight face and that was my problem. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's been a tough year, mate, and uh, made a little bit more tougher after the viewing of Saturday's contest against the Giants. Yeah, I mean, as much as you can call it a contest, James, you know, that first half, I thought, you know, we were doing, you know, a lot not great, uh, but we're doing a lot right in terms of, you know, we're still trying to stick with them. Uh, but that second half, we just absolutely went away from any semblance of, you know, blue collar that they have uh, wanted to sort of, you know, inculcate as part of the culture at the Essendon Football Club. And, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty disappointing, mate. Oh, it was- yeah, especially I thought after we started that third term really well, you know, we kicked the first two goals, spit there to about a 10-point lead. And I, like to me, I thought the Giants on the brink here of just folding. Mm. It just looked like we had that run of the play, you know, kicked a few goals before half time, and then, you know, to kick those next two. Mm. Just, I, I don't know, maybe false hope that we're about to break another team down. You know, to continue our good second half uh, year of the form. But, um, yeah, it was just absolutely atrocious the way that we dropped away in that game. And I just think it came down to effort. And the Giants players were not prepared to give in. And sadly, yeah. it looked like we weren't prepared to do the things to, to win. We weren't, you know, we stopped running. I, I think that was really noticeable on the screen. Yep. Um, just the way they covered the ground compared to us uh, it was just, you know, Really horrible to watch that we couldn't go with the Giants, particularly yeah. after they've been. Yeah, you, know, you knew they were going to respond. You know, Mark mm-hmm. McVeigh had kind of really, you know, put them in the you know, in the gun, um, yeah. so they were going to respond, and we had to be ready for that. And the fact that when they raised the bar, we couldn't go with them mm-hmm. uh, says a lot more about us than them. It does, mate. And you talk about that effort, and yeah, the one thing that shows there is is tackles. Um, you know, they didn't win by, win tackles by a whole lot. I mean, 53 to our 47. But the thing that they absolutely decimated us in was that tackles inside 50. 16 they had, Jane, for the match to our one. Yeah. One tackle inside 50 for the course of the game. That's that's putrid. That shows that we had no semblance of control in our forward 50 at any stage of the game. And I think, you know, everyone could sort of uh, speak to that, you know, in, in various forms. Um yeah, it was sort of the the unlikely bloke who did stand up, you know, in Guelphy, you know, who uh, managed to kick four goals for us at the end of the day. All of our other forwards look largely impotent, you'd have to say, um, which is uh, pretty disappointing because uh, certainly, yeah, I, I would have thought match-up-wise we would have been in for more of a show, but unfortunately some poor performances by key players, um and we did have a lot of passengers throughout the game as a whole, Jane. Mm. Um, yeah, really just showed us up for, uh, unfortunately, uh, the mediocre side, which which we are currently. Um, and we've seen that those those wins that we've had recently, it's just been a sugar hit. There, there has been no change to, um, uh, I suppose, the that any consistency um, in our performances because, um, yeah, when they're it's sort of wildly erratic between one week and the other, and even between quarters, Jane. Mm. Um, yeah, that 
that's just uh, you're hugely disappointing as a fan. Yeah, well, I'm just looking at some of the numbers, mate. You know, players of ours that usually get a lot more of the footy. Mm. Yeah, Zach Merritt was held to AD disposals. Yep. yep. And he was, you know, Perryman really went after him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it was a fantastic job by Perryman. Um, mm. But, you know, uh, you know, if Zach's getting that much attention, then other midfielders should get off the chain. Yep. And it didn't seem, you know, even Dyson Heppel, only 13 disposals. He's been averaging, you know, high 20s. Mm. Um, over the last few games on that wing. So he couldn't get free. Um, you know, and we obviously have Perkins um, just with 10 disposals. Yeah, you know, these are the guys that played in the midfield. Andy McGrath was disappointing with only yeah. 13 disposals. Yeah. Um, and Jake Stringer, you know, he was largely ineffective for the whole game. And, um, you know, there's a bit of criticism about being selfish as well. Yeah. Um, and then a player that I hardly noticed on the ground, and he must be in, you know, some real low confidence at the moment. It's Harry Jones. Like, yeah. we just couldn't present up the ground to give us an option. Uh, or if he was, he was being bypassed because you hardly saw him in the frame to take a mark. Um, mm. So that's concerning. And then you know, even our, wing, you know, our flankers that have been killing it with the footy, you know, Redmond and also Hind, you know, they were well watched as well. Yep. And I think that says a lot about our coaching is that they hunted us, mm. but instead of us putting plans on, okay, if they hunt this guy, that'll free up this guy and then we're going to attack for them, mm-hmm. uh, we were all at sea and we just let them you know, dictate terms and in the end we couldn't go with them. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, Dave, is that you know, dictating terms, we had no plan B. Mm. Um, they put a lot of time into our halfbacks and... You know, Hind, Redmond, those guys just just couldn't get free. It was on us to to show, okay, we need a different plan of attack, but mm. we just weren't able to adapt, James. And mm. I think, you know, you look at the the way uh, the Giants played, and look, don't get me wrong, I don't think they played fantastic on the day. Um, you know, a lot of their boys was was pretty poor, you'd have to say, uh, but we made them look good because their run and spread was far superior to ours. In terms of marks, James, they took 144 to our 81. That's a shellacking. Um, and when you're having that much control of the footy, it's it's no wonder they had um, you know, control for you know large parts of the match. I mean, they were in front for you know 91 plus minutes. Uh, we were only able to hit the the uh, the front briefly for about 16 odd um, before we uh, ultimately fell away. And it's just. Um, it's it's disappointing, um, yeah. The way we've uh, we've sort of gone down, and um, yeah, I guess this is going to be the um, the challenge going forward because I think you know as disappointing as I, I was with the performance on the day. Looking at the list, James, I think you know we do earn enough um, decent players to you know, show a lot, you know, better better poise and performances than that. Uh, but the game plan has to be looked at. And changed, and equally, we um, we need the players to, you know, look inside themselves and go, all right, I need, really need to put my finger out here. I'm capable of much more than this. Um, we can't be giving up, um, you know, the footy so often. And I want to um, turn briefly to, you know, disposal efficiency, um, which has been a, a massive problem for us. Um, now we had, you know, seven blokes um, who. Didn't kick it above uh, sort of seventy percent of um, you know hitting a target. 
They included our captain, Dyson Hebel, you know, went at uh, 69%. Uh, Zach Merritt at 61 Now, we know a lot of work went into him, and when he did get the footy, uh, it was either under high pressure or he was able to use it well. So I don't put it a lot on on Zach, um, but we didn't we didn't help him. Uh, this has been a, a ploy that um, a lot of clubs have used against Essendon in previous years. You know, you take Zach Merritt out of the equation, um, and, uh, yeah, they, they're skillful ball users. Yeah, go away pretty quickly. Um, but it's it's this uh, next lot. So Jake Stringer went at 58. Um, surprisingly, Matt Guelphie uh, went at only 55, uh, but he did kick four goals, so you you definitely take that. But then we had uh, Sammy Draper going at 53, Andrew McGrath going at 53%, and Harrison Jones um, at 40% from only, what, five touches in the end. And uh, he had a particularly um, poor game, James. Um but I mean, when you got, you know, a third of the side unable to, um, you know, break seventy percent of disposal efficiency uh, at the AFL level, you're going to have big problems. Yeah, uh, just terribly disappointing. And you know, um, I think ultimately, um, yeah, I think the thing that's unfulfilling for me is that the club just accepts this, unfortunately. Um, yeah, we're doing an internal review, uh, which we may as well have said, you know, uh, just uh, tick a few boxes and that'll do. Because, I mean, you don't sense there's any change coming. Um, or if it is, it's going to be very minimal. And, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, so then you're in that situation where you think, okay, the only way we're going to get change is to wait for another season to expire or halfway through the year where we're, you know, underperforming. And then the club might say, oh, I wonder if we change coach again, you know. Um, there's not a holistic approach. It's always reactive. Um, yep. And I think that's a biggest problem with Essendon is we are so reactive to things instead of um, to saying that we need to get to the bottom of where our choices are or where our problems are. We have this arrogance to say, no, nah, we're in the right direction and uh, we haven't got any evidence to prove that, but um, yep, we are, and uh, just ask us. Mm. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, and it's uh, it's those decision-making bodies at the very highest level, Jane, that I think you know, really should be um, getting the most attention, but they escape it. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty quiet at the moment, Jane, haven't heard too much from them. Um, uh, but I'm sure we'll hear from them again when it's time for them to uh, you know, try and sell memberships. Um, yep. So, like, and it's just, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty deflating, honestly. I mean, look, you know, if we'd lost that game, uh, but given it a red hot crack, you'd wear it um, because they do have a lot of talented players, um, GWS. Um, but we were just outcoached on the mm. day. And at no stage uh, did we react. Um, well, certainly not in any meaningful way. Uh, and it comes in, like it comes down to everything. It's it's the game plan of the day. We didn't change or adapt to the the tactics that you know the GWS Giants were, were using. It went down to you know team selection. Um, yeah, you look at you know with three tall forwards again. Um, but this time it was yeah Jimmy Stewart alternating the ruck duties. Now that's that's not his go, Joe. Um, and certainly we've saw on the day that uh, in terms of a Ruckman, that 
that's not Jimmy Stewart. Um, no. he, he certainly didn't make any meaningful uh, contribution there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I was on Draper to, you know, wear the whole ruck burden, really, um, against Proust, who is a, a very good ruckman. Uh, and he's obviously been to the school of Mumford, James. Uh, yeah. Pretty aggressive on the day. Mm. Um, and, you know, we saw last week, you know, Menzi came in, you know, for uh, for about a half um, and was able to rack up 10 disposals. And then we chuck him out. Mm. He said, no, thanks. We don't need you in the team. Uh, off you go. Uh, yeah, D'Ambrosio, who, uh, yeah, we've we've quite liked previously. We've said, no, nah, no. Um, don't need you. Um, yeah, you can be the sub, but that's about all um, all we need. We're we're screaming for for good ball users, Jane. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I'm obviously just sounding like a, a ranting and yeah, <laughs> frustrated mm. fan, mm. but that's that's the honest feeling because we don't see anything that changes. And you know, it's that age old saying, you know, the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over again. And expecting a different result, and this is what we get with the Essendon Football Club. Um, yeah, they won't listen to us, um, but we do need that external review um, because, yeah, it's we've just gone back to the the same old Essendon, um, coughing up pretty weak performances. Really, um, it's time for change. Yeah, it is, but um, sadly, the people who can make that change don't want to hear it. And, you know, we've just got to prepare ourselves that we're going to, you know, not expect too much. There might be some little changes that they're going to sell as big. But, mate, if you want to um, have, a, you know, some kind of remedy to get you to sleep, I want you to turn on Truck Rutten's press conference <laughs> because that is so uninspiring. Mm. And, um, look, I know Sheedy was a character, but I mean, I used to even after losses mm. enjoy Sheed's conferences because yep. he always filled them with positivity. Mm. So you'd be feeling rubbish, right, after a loss. Mm. But Sheed's would always, yeah, he'd always give you a bit of a carrot about, oh yeah, but we've got this young bloke coming through, and yeah, you, know, you wait till we unleash him, or you know, all this kind of stuff he would do mm. um, to kind of deflect the loss, but also sell positivity. Yeah. Um, you don't get that, and like you know, she's unique, and I, I get that. But I mean, Rutten's—it's the same thing. I might as well, you know. Um, I, I'm picturing, mate. Oh, it still sound a bit off topic, a little bit, but um, I had a dream last night. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and what happened was the Scooby Doo mystery man. <laughs> Bear with me, okay. <laughs> The Scooby-Doo mystery man pulls up to the hangar, right? And for some reason, the Scooby-Doo characters hop out and they've got this person blindfold and you know, with a mask over their head and that. Mm-hmm. And as they take it off, it's, it's truck. And I thought, ah, oh, okay, well, what's this joke or meaning? You know, what's you know random thing I'm thinking of? But then they peel his face off, and behind it is John Warsfold. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have got away with it too if it wasn't a few damn kids. <laughs> so, I don't know, but I, like 
I know he was, yeah, he'd given some advice through truck, but I mean, I mean, through uh, John Walsfall, but I mean, like, I feel like I'm watching the same kind of style. It's that, you know, the calm voice, you know, the, you know, the learnings, all of this stuff. It's, mm. uh, yeah, and, and it's just the, the inflexibility of their game plan, how if they're getting beaten, there's no real change. There's no, um, Boldness at selection. There's no, you know, any of that. So, uh, you know, excuse my, you know, and I'm not smoking drugs or anything like that, you know. <laughs> but um, that honestly, I'm at my wits end with this club at times. Um, I always stick with them, but I mean, I, it's just I've got to. The sad thing is, I know I've got to put up with it for at least another year before any change. So, all you got to do is live in hope. Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, and I guess, like for me, one thing it it sort of smacks of is um, just a lack of leadership um, around the footy club, and that's from the coaches. I mean, like we've we've seen throughout the season, they have failed to get this list up and about uh, in order to perform to their maximum potential. Um, but also the you know our on field leaders. Um, yeah, we've got Zach Merritt, who seems like a you know, a very lead by example kind of player. I've got no doubt that his his preparation for games is as good as his um you know performance on field. And you know, we were saying he was well held in the day. So it's on someone else to step up and fill that void. Uh Andy McGrath's been one touted as having those leadership um characteristics, Joe. Uh but at no stage during that game did I think this is the bloke who's going to um you know help us lift. Uh no. at no stage during most games this season have I thought yeah, McGrath is the bloke who's going to um, lead us forward. There have been uh, little parts during the season. There was, uh, uh, I suppose, more, more towards the halfway of the season. I thought Andy McGrath had actually taken a step forward. He did start to go into a few forays and and stand up for his teammates. Uh, but that's fallen away, James. It's not it's not something that he's made part of his game. Um, Dyson Heppel, the current captain, he, uh, you know. Watch the game again today, James, and he, he was just irrelevant to the contest. Um, there wasn't anything I could see in there like, oh, yep, he made an impact here, um, which which is harsh to harsh to say. Um, but like that's the that's the reality, James. Like he had thirteen disposals. I couldn't say he made any um, meaningful impact on the game. Um, and your job as captain is to not only get your your blokes up and about, um, but when the you know, the tides are turning. You have that on-field responsibility um, to go, okay, this isn't working. We need to try X, Y, and Z, you know, while the coaches figure out what's what's going on. Because, um, yeah, it, it's clear that, um, yeah, we're lost for, yeah, quite a lot, lot of part of that uh, that game, Jamie. And um, unfortunately, there's no quick fix to that. Um, you know, we see some really good young blokes, um he showed some real heart, like Hobbs. Um, you know, Perkins, I think, will get there. He didn't have a great game, but certainly I think he's got the right temperament. But apart from that, Jame, I thought we were pretty lacking um, you know, in the leadership department. Yeah, it was uh, uninspiring. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, um, well, fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, we've got two games to go. Um, and then we have some sort of... Reset, yeah. Obviously, 
won't be with the coaching. Um, but, you know, obviously your playing list will get, you know, we're hearing we've got this big bounty, you know, two million bucks to send. Um, but we're not really linked heavily to any one player, um, which is unusual. Um, usually we're, we're being floated around a lot to, uh, to players. But I haven't really set, heard us being associated with anyone. Um, you know, it's always links to Geelong. I don't know how they can um, keep paying for these players. You know, a playing list like theirs, to think that they can add even more high-quality players unless they're taking massive pay cuts. Uh, you know, you wonder how it works. You know, like we couldn't be paying... Um, Anywhere near what Geelong do, uh, considering the players in their side, um, yet they can still afford to, you know, be they're touted to pick up either a Tom Green or a Jacob Hopper or yeah, you know, even Tim Taranto, uh, Jordan Degoe, all these players are being floated through as Geelong potentials. Um, and you wonder how how can they afford this on top of the players they already have? Yeah, well, I guess. Um, the difference that they can sell that we can't is, um, yeah, they've proven themselves as a, uh, a side that can perform in finals. Um, yes, they haven't won a grand final in, what, 10 years or so, uh, but they've always been there or thereabouts, Jane. Um, so if you had the choice between, you know, say 600 grand and, and going to Essendon or, you know, 450 or even 500 um, and, uh, and going to Geelong, it makes sense to um, take that pay cut because, um, you know, if, if what you want is success, um, if what you want is a big paycheck and not have to do much, Essendon is a place for you. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's the, the difference in, in what they can sell as, a, as opposed to us. But, um, yeah, I guess that'll that'll be all to play out. But, honestly, I don't think it's just the, um, you know, the list that needs looking at um yeah, I think we've got some serious problems across the board uh, that need addressing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the game. Like you know, I said, I think this will be a quicker podcast than normal for us because, um, as I said, uh, we've had our little whinge, I guess you could call it. Um, so then we'll go through the game, do our votes, and then a quick by the numbers. So uh, let's go to the start of the match, mate. Mm. And um, you can tell the Giants – Come out to, ready to play uh, after being attacked through their own coach during the uh, week. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, I mean, they were up and about, and we weren't. Um, it's as simple as that. You know that that first goal I thought was pretty poor from us. We saw Perryman fall over with the footy, and we had three or four blokes around him, uh, just swarming him. But we weren't able to grab the footy nor make any meaningful tackle to hold the footy up. So Perryman was able to pick the footy up, handball to Canelio. Uh, it was open, and he ran in to kick goal. And not only did we allow that goal to go through, Jane, Jake Stringer then thought he'd, uh, you know, show his his macho self and um, you know push people around, and he gave away a free kick directly after that goal, uh, which I thought was really poor decision from um, Jakey. And you know, Himmelberg um, got the free and kicked the goal. So within the first minute of play, Jane, the Giants were up by two goals. Yeah, and for a team that's you know been yeah, absolutely roasted during the week, um, that's the worst thing you can do is give them some confidence early. Mm. Um, and then we had to try and claw our way back into the game. You know, we had a couple of forward forays. Um, 
One was Rush and one was uh, yeah, Mason Redmond, but uh, nowhere near the goals in that one. No, he wasn't. Um, and then we saw Draper make a brute handball over the shoulder to uh, to Stringer, who was lurking with intent. Uh, but his kick from forward near the boundary line was offline. Um, yeah, Cornelio came bursting through and really should have kicked a second, uh, but he, he missed, fortunately, before Bruce, I thought, um, particularly early, you know, he was really doing a number on Draper in the middle and we were missing that second proper ruck, um, as I mentioned earlier. But, um, you know, fortunately, um, while they kept uh, kicking it forward up their end, uh, Zerk Thatcher was standing up with some solid marks, what he was doing pretty reasonably there. Um, but then as we, uh, yeah, fumbled with the footy, Jack Kelly for them picked it up and uh, put a boot on it just in hope and it went through for the third goal and you thought, gee, some days, uh, you know, it's your day. Other times it's just not. Um, yeah, Aaliyah, um, you know, I thought it was it was killing Harry Jones uh, and he was working in tandem with Himmelberg to make a really uh, effective you know, defensive duo down there and they, they'd work it out about 50 time and time again. Finally, though, the umpires found a free to two-meter Peter just inside our 50, and, uh, yeah, fortunately, he went back to slot our first. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was about 20 minutes into the game, wasn't it, before we got our first goal. Um, fortunately, uh, it wasn't long before we had to wait for our second one. That's it, mate. Uh, you know, Draper hit golfy, you know, <laughs> whether he <laughs> meant it or not, Jane, um, yeah. he hit him, uh, hit golfy, and uh, golfy went back to slot it, so great work there. Um, the Giants then pushed forward after another turnover, uh, but Zerk Thatcher got it back and he tried to release, but unfortunately he was tackled as he kicked it and uh, was caught holding the fitty uh, by Whitfield. Fortunately, Whitfield missed the goal on that occasion. Um, but unfortunately, soon after, Hobbs was called to have made a high tackle on uh, Peatling. Um, but fortunately, Peatling missed that shot on goal. So, you know, they had plenty of opportunities uh, but weren't putting us away. Uh, <clears throat> and then we saw Riccardi, the Giants take a mark in about row five of the stands, Jane. Um, mm-hmm. But that was called in play. Uh, but again, he missed. So we were very lucky, very lucky with their inaccuracy. Um, and we saw Perryman, he was really getting into merit. Like at any stage, he, you know, uh, bump into him or um, he, yeah, he seemed quite aggressive there. Uh, it was definitely stifling Merritt's influence and, and made him earn every possession he was getting. But after uh, Perryman gave away a yeah, free kick for pushing the back to Zeret. Zeret hit Langford in the pocket, and Langford was good enough to uh, go back and kick a very classy goal. Oh, that was all class by Cole. And, um, yeah, he, he certainly knew what he was doing, and he's capable of kicking those kind of goals. Um, so I had, you know, some hope that he could do it, and, you know, it was a classy finish of that. So, um, yeah, it felt like we kind of stabilised after, you know, giving up those early two goals. Um, we were able to bring him up to, you know, uh, we were just behind, I think, wasn't it? it um, yeah, that's it. Like at quarter time, we were down <clears throat> three goals, three twenty-one to there, three goals, five twenty-three. Yeah. So we had, um, you know, well, they probably had more opportunities than us, but we were really making the most of ours. You know, that always holds you in good stead, but straight you know, into the second quarter. Again, it was a scrappy game. And, gee, how great was it to have Kelly Underwood doing the commentary? Oh, <laughs> did you know it was Snelling's birthday, Jack? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but also, I didn't know we were playing against the Orange team, which she told us at one stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I mean, I suppose they, 
just trying, trying to do their job, but um, it was hard listening as well as hard watching. Um, mm. Yeah, it's not that second quarter. Zerk Thatcher again started pretty well. He was he was involved again early, you know, first getting in front of Hogan to draw a free and then taking some nice intercept marks as the Giants kept pushing forward. And then we saw Peatling uh, decided to bump Redmond rather than tackle, and he came off second best when his head went straight into Redmond's shoulder. And, uh, yeah, it almost seemed like he'd yeah, passed out before he hit the deck, mate. It was pretty... Uh, Pretty tough to watch that as well. Um, he was subbed out for Tanner Bruin pretty quickly. Um, Hogan then started getting involved for the Giants and you know, nearly took a mark in the pocket after it bounced off his face uh, before his second mark was more successful and this time he put it through. Yeah. He was starting to trouble us, uh, Jesse Hogan. He's, you know, apart from that one on his face, mate, he was marking him pretty well. He, you know, sometimes he can look a little bit stagnant, but he was really up and about. He was, mate. Um, yeah, we went forward then, and uh, two-meter Peter wasn't able to get onto a mark, uh, and we then saw the Giants grab the footy and go end-to-end with some really good ball use. They fluffed their first entry for a behind, but their second ended up with Toby Green in the pocket, and he was good enough to slot it through. And, uh, yeah, that's, a, I suppose, a disappointing thing, Jamie. You know, it's all good getting forward entries, but you have to make proper use of them. Otherwise, you will get punished going back the other way. Um we then get, uh, we then sort of push forward again, but we lack the ability to use the ball, ball well going inside 50 until Hobbs you know, got the footy in the pocket and used some real poise to assess his options and then centre the footy to Jake Stringer, who marks only probably about 30, 35 metres out, Jake. Not much of an angle to speak of, but his kick was inaccurate and it's just so deflating, uh, particularly when one of your better goal kickers misses like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just thought it was not good enough. Um yeah, the Giants tried to exit out of our half, uh, but we'd locked it in. And we again, we saw Hobbs again lay a hand off to Stringer, who had a ping from you know, 35 or 40 metres out, but again, he missed. And you thought, come on, Jakey, you've had you know four or five opportunities by now. Um, you know, if you're not kicking them, make a better option and, and look inside. Um, yeah, and then the Giants went end to end. And while Jake Kelly for us, you know, he fought really hard to save that goal. Tanner Brawl was able to pick the footy up um, that spilled out loose out the back and kick it through from just outside the goal square. So after all those opportunities we had for the goal, um, yeah, it kills you when uh, they're able to snag one pretty quickly. And then uh, after a Toby uh, Green behind, mm. uh, I think they're up by about 20 points at this stage. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, you know, approaching, you know, maybe uh, about eight or nine minutes to go that, that quarter. And, um, yeah, we were starting to really struggle with 20 points behind. But mm. uh, we then saw the boys uh, pick up and, yeah, that started with Matt Guelphy. That's it, mate. He was given a free kick in the pocket and he went back to kick it. So um, great work to Guelphy. And our next entry went to two-metre Peter and he went back and um, kicked the goal. So you thought, all right, maybe we've we've steadied here. Um, we then saw McGrath. Um, this was a bit of good play where he got the fist on uh, to spoil the footy as the Giants were trying to move it out of our half. And he was able to um, grab the footy out of that and uh, use the ball well to hit Jimmy Stewart in the pocket. Um, and he went back and, and kicked it from right on the boundary there, James, to have his back within two points. That was a beautiful kick for goal. You know, I wasn't that confident, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but he, he knew it as soon as he, you know, he kicked the ball. He was starting to, uh, ready to celebrate. Mm. Uh, it was a great kick, but um, he had a bit of giants that were 
you know, reply through Perryman, who was doing such a great job on Zach Merrick. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, the Giants really pounced after uh, yeah, McGrath coughed up the footy, really, after some poor boys, you know, just basically handball to the deck. Um, and, uh, yeah, Perryman's thought of that goal, so it was pretty disappointing. Um, and then we saw Heppel, you know, put one up in the air uh, in the forward 50. And while we weren't able to get the initial opportunity or mark, Redmond then came through, grabbed the footy and found Perkins in the pocket, who took a good mark between Himmelberg and Haynes. And then he went back to kick the goal. So great stuff from uh, Perkins as we headed into the, into the half. Again, down by just the two points. Seven goals, five, 47 to the Giants. Seven goals, seven, 49. And like, I think we kicked the four of the last five goals at that stage. Um, so, you know, you know, even though we were behind, it felt like at a tight and turn. Sometimes you want the quarters to go a little bit longer. Um, yeah. So they got that halftime break, but it didn't matter because the start of the third um, would be Mac Welfi kick his third goal. Was mate, um, you know, we saw um, you know Stringer get that free from the first clearance and hit two meter Peter nicely, um, but yeah, he wasn't able to take it. But Guelphie did get on the end of it, um, you know, after a nice laser pass from Zach Merritt, and uh, yeah, he's on. A fair angle, James, about 40 metres out, and he threaded it. I thought it was a great goal from uh, from Guelphie, and, you know, with that, we'd, we'd hit the front. Um, then we saw Hobbs, you know, he's really doing the in and under stuff, which I thought was brilliant. And as we went inside 50, he tried to pick that, pick up the footy, and he fumbled it, but picked up a high-contact free kick for his trouble. And he was also about 40 metres out, James, and went back to slot the goal. And I thought, bloody hell, that's, that's a great effort from the young bloke. And uh, suddenly we were 10 points up. Yeah, it was a good turnaround. As I said, we were 20 points down, um, you know, approaching, you know, the end of the second term. Um, so to answer like this, you know, basically kick those, you know, five goals in, you know, in a row, um, it really gave us a chance, you know, to get in front like this. Um, and this is probably where the game started the term. It was, mate. Um, you know, personally, I thought at this point of the game, Parrish's boys was becoming a, like a real problem. Um, you know, we saw one where, you know, the ways basically parted for him uh, and he sort of more or less had a free run to launch the footy inside 50, but his kick went straight to a Giants player. And I thought, buddy, I like, you know, you're, I suppose, one of the more senior players now, Parrish. Um, you know, we expect more from you there. Um, yeah, again, we saw another one on the boundary when he was playing the old one-two with Stringer and he grabbed a handball along the deck to, to cough it up. So that was... um. Yeah, that was really killing us. And, um, yeah, we went forward again. Uh, and Durham gave a loopy handball to Perkins, who grabbed it and snapped around the body, but unfortunately just the minor score. And that's where the Giants then started pressing uh, pressing forward. Um, but when Hind uh, tried to mop it up and kick towards Snelling, Snelling saw it sail over his head and failed to either jump at the footy uh, to go for it or to impact the Giants player coming through. And I thought that showed some pretty... Um, pretty poor game awareness for mine, and it ended up going to Lo- Lloyd, um, who marked and gold for them just inside 50. Um, yeah, just some real disappointing play there. Um, we then saw Toby Green give away a 50 when Parrish took a mark on the wing and he encroached on the mark, uh, bringing Parrish to only about 30 metres out in front of goal on a slight angle. And again, he wasn't able to make the Giants pay. Um, 
with making just the minor score there, which is disappointing. Uh, the Giants then had a chance to snap a one as the ball bobbled up in their goal square, but we didn't make uh, sort of allow them to have a clean shot. Uh, so ended up just a, a behind before Hogan again inserted himself in the contest, taking a big grab inside 50, and he kicked it through. Yeah. And then, yeah, they started to have some ascendancy, and we saw our players just turning the ball over far too much. Yeah. And uh, I just felt, oh, the Giants are lifting here. They've got some real confidence up. Mm. And then yeah. we saw Dulles, um get that behind. Yeah. yeah um, it could have been a great goal, couldn't it? Uh, Is that yeah. that one? Um, not sure now. I mean, like that one was where <laughs> I don't know about a great goal, Jim, but we saw that absolute brain fade from Jimmy Stewart, who uh, oh. yeah, took a mark right in front of the Giants' goal. But, you know, rather than steadying, uh, he went to play on straight away and Toby Green just slapped the ball out of his hands and... Uh, Kicked it through for a goal, and he thought, "Bloody hell, that's uh, those mm. ones hurt." Yeah, that was. Yeah, I was in two minds at first. I thought it was in the goal square. Mm. Um, that player shouldn't encroach on our player during uh, yeah. the goal square, but mm. it was still a brain fade by Jimmy Stewart. Like, shouldn't have coughed up the ball that easy. Yeah. But I also thought the umpire could have called him back, mm. uh, being where the ball was positioned. But that one I was talking to about, mate, wasn't that um, Sam Durham? Oh, Durham, Durham. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so. like, that was like, it was like they even celebrated. It looked like a great goal. No, I did, yeah. mate. He, like he showed a real bit of a uh, burst of yeah. speed, didn't he? Like he yeah. um, ran along the boundary there and yeah. kicked the goal. And as you say, it looks good, but unfortunately, Ali got the hands on it as it crossed the line. Sorry, mm. mate. I thought you said uh, yeah. Stuz rather than no, Stuz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, does. I think it's supposed to be does. I. I I get lost in those as well, but um, I think they call him does. But um, yeah, again, um, yeah, there was that kind of game when nothing went right for us. Mm. That could have been an inspirational goal. Um, and then we saw the brain fade from Jimmy. Um, uh, yeah, resulted in Toby Green getting his second goal. Yeah, and that was just before uh, it was followed up soon after when Ward uh, snapped a goal through for them to put them two goals up. Um, Proust had a shot for goal after intercepting a kick out of their 50 from Draper, but uh, fortunately he missed. But we were down at three quarter time by 13 points, uh, nine goals, eight 62 to their 11 goals, nine 75. So we had a bit of work to do, yeah. And I thought the third, to, uh, sorry, the last quarter was going to be determined. So we looked at a little bit lacking of energy, um, mm. just the way I saw that third term. Especially the back end of it, they would seem to be running above the ground where we were kind of really just looked like we were kind of, uh, you know, just lumbering. Um, yeah. So I thought maybe the break came at the right time. Maybe we can get some, uh, you know, get some go in us again. But um, it didn't start that way, that's for sure. Certainly didn't, mate. Uh, Essington said, hold my beer as we mm. saw. Uh, you know, Jake Kelly, you know, he, I suppose he done the right thing, went in to pick up the footy, but then he got in, caught in two minds as, in, oh, geez, can I rush this through if I've just picked up the footy? And uh, unfortunately, ended up just dropping it and coughing up the free to uh, Toby Green. You know, he missed. Um, yeah, missed everything, actually. But mm. soon after, we saw Hogan mark and kick a goal once more uh, before we then saw Hind then get pressured down back. And, uh, yeah, I thought he showed a real lack of, Game awareness, uh, you know, he's looking up the field while Hogan came up behind him and crunched him in a tackle. 
uh, and he was rewarded. That kicked missed, but um, yeah, the Giants were were up and about, and I thought, um, yeah, we really started to panic. Um, and we saw Lav, you know, hold on to Briggs, um, and uh, yeah, Lav got pinged for that. But fortunately, Briggs missed too. But I thought, yeah, the wheels had sort of come off. Um, we saw Durham then miss a target by hand in Hobbs. Uh, yeah, we seemed to have a bunch of blokes streaming forward. Uh, but after that missed handball, we turned it over and uh, the Giants were onto us. Um, yeah, we saw Hogan having a separate goal, but he missed. Uh, but then we saw Lavett halfback, you know, take a nice intercept mark, which was good. But then he proceeded to kick really poorly oh. uh, 10 metres away from, uh, I think it was Guelph he was kicking towards. Uh, and Whitfield was able to run in, pick up the footy and kick a goal as easy as you like. That was so frustrating, that one. That was just like, yeah, I knew at that point that the game was over. Um, and as the commentator said, look, he's trying to create play through the middle or, you know, trying to be bold, but you can't miss your target by that amount and yeah. not have any ramifications. Um, so that was a bit, pretty disappointing. And it looks like we dropped our heads as a team. Um, we saw Jesse Hogan kick his ball. Yeah, we did, mate. Um, but, uh, you know, before that, uh, we saw Stringer get the footy in the pocket after we, uh, I think it was Durham, yeah, showed a nice bit of run on the wing. And rather than go inboard or look towards any of his teammates, uh, Jakey decided to burn everyone uh, and went for glory. But he didn't even score, Jane. Um, mm-hmm, not that. good enough from, <laughs> from Jakey Stringer. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm, I'm sure that'll be part of the review because, you know, if you look at that vision, there's about, you know, five blokes lining up the footy, including a couple in the goal square. Um, so not not good enough there. Mind you, though, in saying that, Jane, you see these blokes lining up for goals. And how many blokes did you see lining up, you know, trying to defend the, the ground? Yeah. Um, you know, Harry Jones, um, you know, who had one possession to that point, Jane, got the foot in the middle of the ground and immediately passed it straight to Toby Green. Oh, shocker. Yeah. And that's where, <laughs> yeah, that's where the Giants went straight inside 50. Hogan marked and kicked the goal from the goal square. And as you say, that was his fourth. Yeah, it was just so deflating. Um, you know, I always watch games to the end. Uh, you know, maybe I'm a sadist, but um, you know, I always do. But, you know, it was just hard watching. Um, yeah. I start uh, blurting out a lot more expletives. Um, <laughs> more out of frustration, but you also blame the umpires because yeah, you're like, if it's not our players' fault, it has to be the umpires' fault, right? But um, it was just a real horrible way of playing. You know, we saw um, Mac Belfer kick his fourth uh, as a first goal in a long time. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good work from from Guelphy. Um It was pretty smart from him to. Uh, I suppose read where the ball was going. You know, Stas made the contest and uh, Goff was able to go into it and dribble it through, which was good. Um, yeah, but again, like before that, we saw Martin cough up the footy, uh, kicking it into the man on the mark in the middle of the ground. And, um, you know, those turnovers just kill you. Mm. Um, you know, again, we saw Hind, you know, after that, kick it inside our forward 50 to absolutely no one. It is not good enough just to launch it inside 50 when we've got no one in there, Jane. Um, mm. And you'd think, you know, surely by now we've learned our lesson, but uh, unfortunately those learnings don't seem to be going anywhere. Um, 
yeah, after that goal from Guelph, we saw, uh, you know, the Giants cough it up, um, yeah, trying to come into their 50, and Jones grabbed onto it. Um, <laughs> I reckon uh, he just panicked, um, looked for a red and black jumper, and unfortunately, that red and black jumper was Snelling, who's five foot nothing, mm. and he kicked it in between. Uh, it was Aaliyah, it was Himmelberg, and a third defender. I can't remember if it was, if it was Haynes or um, who it was, but there is no way known Snelling was ever going to get uh, you know, yeah. a look into that footy. Uh, I thought it was just really dumb by Harry Jones. Look, I don't want to you know dump on a young player, but you know, really, um, yeah, you know, it it's to, not smart, is it? It's not, it's, just, nah. no. and that's the thing. I mean, we have to call that how it is. Um, mm. You know, I thought we've been <laughs> pretty patient with a lot of our players, but when you're making choices like that, um, they do kill you. Um, towards the end of the game, we saw Guelphy you know, try another bomb uh, from just outside of 50, but that one was a stray. And that was about the story of the game, James. Uh, so we ended up going down by 27 points. So it was 10 goals, 9, 69 to their 14 goals, 12, 96. And uh, I do have to say it was uh, yeah, bittersweet seeing a coaching panel of Mark McVeigh, Jimmy Hurd, and Dean Solomon walk off with a smile and Clapping each other on the back while I was asking and you know going yeah. going away with their heads down. Uh like Xavier Campbell, over to you, mate. Like you happy with that? Like because you know this is what we've been putting up with uh all year. And look, you know, a lot of people say, Oh, you weren't saying this, you know, the last few games and we, we seem to be having these kind of moments uh, where we're able to control games. But um Again, we're still playing. What the biggest criticism of Essendon is: if you don't allow us to play our style of footy, mm. then we can't match it with another team. Yep, and that's pretty true. Like you think about it, when we don't get our running halfbacks or you know be able to play you know footy where we can just go full on attack, when do we win games of footy? It doesn't happen very often. Um, so that's one thing we're going to have to get. But you need to have good coaching to. Establish that, and certainly isn't Kate at the moment. No, isn't mate. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting at the end of the year to see what happens because I think the the coaching panel of um, you know Rutten, Carousel, and GNT Recusa, um to go along with you know Tudor, um, yeah, we haven't got a lot to to show for it in terms of yeah Dale know, Tapping is another yeah um, Tapping yeah he came across from Brisbane. Yeah. Um, you know, and he'd done good work at Brisbane. You know, again, I think it comes down to the, you know, Gia being a creative forward when he was a player. He's now doing our backline. Like, yeah, you know, I, I know coaches can learn different skills and and on pass them, but for me, it just doesn't read right. Um, yeah. you know, Gia should be our forward coach, and Dale Tapping, you know, if he's on our board, on our panel, sorry, he should be. You know, obviously, whatever where other hole you want to fit. So, um, I know Carousello kind of controls the midfield and the the ball, you know, the ball movement side of it. You know, you couldn't say in the first half of the year that was going well, and um, the second half of the year, it's still uh, only on our terms. And you know, other teams, the good teams, don't allow you to have that. Yeah, so pretty disappointing, James. But uh, you know, we 
we're crawling towards the end of the season and uh <laughs> honestly mm. it feels like it can't get there sooner um for me but i'm sure you know once we hit uh mm. you know post-season i'll be i'll be itching to uh you know, go back and, and watch the footy again. Um, mm. It seems to be the the area where Essendon shines, Jane, the off-season. Um, yeah, that's that's the time we'll, we'll we yeah, can do hope, anything. But, uh, yeah, hope is eternal, mate. Mm. That's what it's like, isn't it? Um, it. But, um, okay, let's go to a break and we'll come back with our Don's Cast Middle Loads. Uh, and we'll see you after that. And you're listening to Don's Cast as we go through our Don's Cast Metal Votes. And, mate, we've said this far too many times throughout the season. It's been hard to find the votes this week. Yeah, certainly was, mate. And, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, there's a, a standout two for mine, I'd have to say. Um, then Daylight, maybe a third, uh, and then Daylight again. But, uh, yeah, going through my votes, um, I thought I wanted to reward Hobbs. Um, yeah, he's a... Really promising young talent. Hobbs always doing the in and under. It was a nice goal he kicked, so I thought I'd give him the one vote. Um, two votes, a bit of a funny one, but I went for Draper. You know, he, he shouldered the um, the ruck load against Proust, and I thought uh, while Proust did um, sort of monster him at times, uh, he did, uh, I suppose, play his role and uh, allow us to get a number of um, clearances and actually got a number of uh, clearances himself. Um yeah, the big fella. Um, yeah, racked up six clearances himself, and thought he did play a role for us. So I gave him the two votes, uh, three votes. I went for um, yeah, young Durham. Um, yeah, had the twenty-three disposals in the end, and generally used it um, fairly well. Um, yeah, nearly kicked yeah, a brilliant goal, but unfortunately was uh, yeah thwarted at the line. Um, had five intercept possessions, five uh, score involvements, uh, and nine contested possessions. So I thought pretty good effort from him. Uh, two vote, uh, sorry, four votes rather. Um, I went for uh, yeah, Golfy, um, for his his four goals, which I thought was a a great effort. Um, you know, he's only racked up the uh, sort of nine disposals uh, in the end. I think so. I, I don't think he was you know hugely effective outside of those those goals, but you. Definitely have to uh, you know, take the wins where you can get them. Uh, but the five votes actually went for Brandon Zerk Thatcher. I thought he was um, solid all day. Yes, um, yeah, Hogan did get off the leash in the end and, and kick his four. But I thought, um, you know, Zerk Thatcher was really um, one of our only ones who could, um, you know, say he played his role all four quarters. And, um, yeah, took nine marks, um, yeah, including... Uh, yeah, and had 10 intercept possessions um, for the game and used the ball fairly well, a bit over 80%. Uh, so I thought he was yeah, solid for us all game. So um, well done to Zerk. Uh, how about yourself, mate? How'd you read it? Again, I'll say it was hard to pick both, but um, and it, it might sound funny. I gave the five to Ralphie mainly for his accuracy at goal um, mm-hmm. and to kick four. Um, and none of them were, you know, flukes, so all with conviction, you know. So, um, that kind of stuck in my mind. So I gave him the five. Um, you know, I I thought um, Durham was really good. 
I gave him the uh, four votes. Um, I thought he had uh, worked really hard uh, in that midfield wing area. Uh, three votes to Zerk Thatcher. Again, mate, he took a lot of marks, didn't he? Um, you know, controlling those marks. And, um, yes, he, as you said, he got those goals kicked on him in the end. But, um, yeah, certainly uh, it's probably just his field kicking at times can be a real liability. Um, some of his defensive uh, kicks out of the back line wasn't always in shining light, but his marking was uh, pretty resolute. Um, I gave two votes to Darcy Parrish. Um, yeah, I thought he got a, a fair bit of the footy. Um, yeah, he's one of the only ones to, to be able to rack up his own ball, it seemed, in, in congestion. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say he used them particularly well. As you said, mate, he turned it over a fair bit. But um, first game back, you know, we needed someone to get their hands on the ball, and, and that was him. Um, and just for the one vote, again, really clutching at straws at this stage, but I gave it to Kyle Langford. Um, yeah, he was able to get those 18 disposals. Had seven tackles, which I really mm. uh, liked of his. Like, you know, really put a lot of effort into it. Um, and he kicked a classy goal. So, yeah, uh, how do we end up with the votes at uh, the completion of round 20 or 21? Yeah, beauty, mate. All right, so I'll um, go from the top. So we got uh, yeah, Dan Brazier with two, Dyson Heppel and Tommy Cutler on three votes apiece, uh, Alec Waterman on five votes, Kyle Langford on six, um, Andy McGrath also on six, Jakey Stringer and Zach Reed on seven, uh, Ridley on eight, Ben Hobbs on 10, Sammy Durham and Jai Caldwell on 12, Brandon Zerk Thatcher on 14, uh, Kelly and Perkins on 16, Laverde on 18, Guelphie on 23, Sammy Draper on 29, Peter Wright on 40, Martin on 44, Parrish on 56, Hind on 57, Shield on 59, Redmond on 65, uh, but still out way in front, we've got Zachy Merritt with 81 Dogs Cast Medal votes. Yeah, well, it's hard to see uh, Zach getting beat from here with mm. two games to go. Um, but he was unable to add to his tally, so still a mathematical chance, mate, to um, get someone up the front um, if, uh, if they can have two good games. Mm. But, um, yeah, like I think, you know, as the interest to this season is kind of petering out, you know, with the, the way we're, we're playing and, and the way the whole season's gone. Um, it'll be interesting to see how many attend Marvel Stadium on Sunday, mm. yeah, you know, against Port because they look like they've almost checked out as well. So, um, yeah, you know, I guess we'll be favourites being at home, but um, yeah, we'd need a start. Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of talk that maybe Sheila and Caldwell may be right for this game, um, at this stage. So, uh, I think. We've seen in that game, we saw a lot of missing, you know, not having Dylan Shield mm. there. He's been our real catalyst out of the middle. Um, yeah. So, yeah, when it was left to Zach and you know, he was being heavily tagged, uh, obviously Parrish was fine in the footy, but maybe couldn't use it as well as he'd like. And Jake Stringer was largely ineffective. So we really do need that midfield depth to be in the side to, you know, to go forward a bit more convincingly. But um, let's have a quick break, mate, and we'll finish up with By the Numbers.
and you're listening to Don's Cast as we go by the numbers, mate. And I think we'll want to make this fairly brief because we don't like to um, slag out on our players as we get frustrated. Um, They're still ours, if you know what I mean. So uh, let's go through them. Um, Andy McGrath coming back. Um, Again, he had a really disappointing game, I thought. He had that one nice moment where he ran onto the ball and delivered to Jimmy Stewart. Mm. Um, that was probably his, his most well-known play for the day, um, but everything else seemed a bit, you know, contrived. And um, in the end, it was a pretty disappointing game. I thought. Yeah, I think a pretty poor performance from, from Andy, and he'll know that more than anyone else. Um, yeah, so yeah, poor performance. But uh, see what he serves up next week. Yeah, yeah, Sam Draper. I thought, yeah, he he tried very hard in the ruck. Um, Mm. Yeah, he, I love the way that he's you know, got that real aggressive style of trying to burst out of the centre clearance. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's got that ability that'll trouble some ruckman. Like, and you can't be a lumbering ruckman against uh, Draper. If he gets a step on you, you won't chase him. Mm. You, won't take him uh, you won't catch him at least. Um, yeah. And as I said, he, again, only the one mark. And I think... Yeah, he's played his best footy this year when he's been able to get his hands on the ball and really hold those grabs. So, mm. yeah, I think um, yeah, his, his effort was definitely there. He's just, uh, a bit more polish. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he, he does need a bit more poise, James, because while he does have that ability to burst out of a pack and grab the footy and burst it long, uh, there was a couple of times where he, he just gets over, over-enthusiastic. He's like a, you know, a young Labrador pup at times, James, where he just goes hell for leathering. He leaves the footy behind and um, either that or, you know, he tries to drop it on the boot and somehow he misses. But, um, like, you do love the energy he puts out there uh, but does need a bit more footy now. Um, but I did think he, he did play a solid game, a solid role on the day. Yeah. And Darcy Parrish returned. He had 28 disposals, so he had no trouble finding the footy. Um, he had six tackles, mate, which I thought was a good thing for him. Um yeah, that's been a criticism of his. He wasn't that uh, hard-working the other way. Um, so, yeah, I think he made an effort in that. But, yeah, some of those real clangers really hurt us. Yeah, they did. I mean, look, he, his effort's always there. Um, you, you never question that with Darcy Parrish. Um, but the unfortunate thing is, like, clubs have worked this out. You know, if you can close down Merritt, you know, Darcy Parrish can get his, you know, 30 possessions or whatever, but he's not going to hurt you. Um, and that's unfortunate what we saw on the day. So that's his, I suppose, the next step of his uh, evolution, just to make sure that, yeah, if you're going to get those possessions, um, make sure they're meaningful. Make sure they mean something on the scoreboard uh, against the opposition, whether it's, you know, goals himself or, you know, kicking towards, uh, you know, blokes to the forwards' advantage. Um, so, yeah, like... I suppose, yeah, he's a, a victim of his own success in a way because you look at his stats and you think, geez, he, surely he deserves a vote. Um, but those clangers just really stood out to me, particularly from one of our more, uh, I suppose, senior midfielders now. Yeah. Um, Cole Langford, mate, I, I found a vote for him in the end, but, um, yeah, I said it wasn't a standout game at all. Um, more for the seven tackles as well, which is, again, he's not known for that. Um, yeah, he's still racked up 18 disposals. Um, took five marks, but um, yeah, it certainly wasn't a standout game. But when you're only got to pick five, it's uh, hard to get any. And um, yeah, uh, I thought he was worthy of a vote. Yeah, I mean, he did kick that, you know, beautiful goal from the boundary, but it was otherwise, um, 
you know, there's a couple of runs of play where he got involved. Um, but, I, I, yeah, although the Giants put a lot of time into him, um, which hampered his run or his ability to find the footy, um, or, he, yeah, he just had an off game because I, I found him largely ineffectual. Um, but, um, yeah, we certainly know Kyle's, uh, yeah, ability um, is a lot greater than what he showed in the day. Yeah. Uh, Zach Merritt really had a tough day at the office. Uh, mm. As we've spoken about, Perryman really did a great job on him. Yeah. Uh, just the 18 disposals, unheard of. Only one tackle, mate. So, uh, again, um, you could say Zach didn't work hard the other way. And that's usually the way to beat a tag is actually you come defend it yourself and then work off that. Mm. Um, so, and just one grab. So, like, that shows he's not getting any free ball. Um, so, yeah, I thought he had a really tough day. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, you know, I always considered him for a vote, yeah, because a couple of times he really nailed our, our forwards and got the two goal assists in the end, but... Yeah, it was really well held by Perryman, um, which was, uh, yeah, pretty hard. But, yeah, you're right, Jamie. He needs to find a way to to break that tag and get loose or get the blokes around him to work for him um, to allow him to get free. Uh, so I think he did have a solid game for us, um, you know, given he was well held. Um, but, yeah, he just needs the blokes to, to help him out, you know, give him um, yeah, someone to lay into, into Perryman given the chance to make him second guess about um, sticking so close to Zach. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, when you're held like that, it's a bit hard to, um, you yeah, know, to rack up the footy or play the way you want to play, Joe. Yeah, that's right. Um, ben Hobbs, uh, yeah, he, again, really admired his first season. Uh, he's still only 18, mate. Um, mm. Doesn't turn 19 till September. But um, yeah, he might have only had five kicks, Eight handballs and two marks and two tackles. He kicked a nice goal and uh, his endeavour is really evident. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, it's just his in and under player and he's in his poise when he does have the have the ball. I think one thing I really appreciate about Ben Hobbs is that he doesn't mind wearing a tackle. Um, he'll wear that bit of body contact uh, in order to give himself that little bit more time or to release the the man that he's going to release the handball to. Um, so I thought he had a a solid game and, uh, yeah, wanted to reward him with a vote. Um, yeah, particularly given it was pretty hard to find any others. So, yeah. well done to Hobbsy. Yeah. Uh, a player that returned from injury, you know, probably five or six weeks ago now, mate, um, Will Snelling, he was mm. disappointing, I thought. And, mm. you know, 13 disposals, three kicks only, 10 mm. handballs, two marks and three tackles. But, gee, he fumbles a lot um, since he's come back. Yeah, I don't know whether that's confidence in his body or what, but um, yeah, he used to be a bit more of a one-touch player. Um, mm. Certainly not that this year. And yeah, I'll, I've been wondering, you know, how long are we going to carry this guy before we make him like, earn a game? And it seems like the club, as as I said, this is our problem as a club. We don't have standards. No. We just say, oh, well, you'll work your way through that. Look. Mm. But you know, in the meantime, you're not creating opportunities, which is then, you know, sparks up your list. Everyone goes to training with purpose, hoping that they can get a game. Yeah. Um, we just put the same team out generally. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was a really just disappointing game by Will. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, you know, and again, I, 
I don't think either of us are putting this solely on Will. I mean, you know, if you're struggling for form or struggling for fitness, whatever it is, you know, it's hard to get involved in the game to the level that, that you want to because your body just doesn't allow you to do it. Um, so it's all the coaches and the you know the leadership group really to say, look, mate, um, for the better of the team, we need you to sit out or you know get a bit of form, but get a bit of confidence in the twos. Um, you know, there's no, there shouldn't be any shame in that, Jane. Um, particularly where we are on the ladder, and as you say, young blokes coming through, like they're striving for opportunity. And if the door gets closed in their face, um, you know, for a you know D'Ambrosio or a you know, Menzi. Um, so, oh, no, sorry, we're going to play the senior black. We know he's down on form, but, you know, he'll be right eventually. It's like, well, how long are they going to wait, Jane? Um, yeah. And, you know, if if you're not being given that opportunity, uh, it creates, you know, one of two things. Either that player will seek opportunity elsewhere or they'll be like, well, stuff this. Why should I put the effort in uh, if it's not going to be rewarded? Or um, And they're just going to cough up this stuff anyway. So their motivation to train at the highest level to play at the highest level will drop off. Um, yeah, from it's the to... culture of the club. Yeah. And as, as I think that's the biggest thing is that if you just play the same guys, regardless of form, that has to be demotivating for the side, for the players that want to get into the side. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, I'm hoping, you know, that's one of the feedbacks I'll get out of this review. Why are we picking the same side? We're getting the same results. Um, you know, and we need to start the, you know, Sheeds was a brilliant and again, I know I'm going back to Sheedy, you know, it was a long, long time ago, but he would make random selections mm. uh, and he'd drop that. He wouldn't care what your stature was with the club. If you if you felt you deserved to be dropped, he'd just drop you, you know, like, um, and I think Hurdy would have done the same. I think he was going that way. I think mm. he was pretty strong. But, I, I mean, the Warsfold and you now Rutten, same thing. It's like, no, oh, that's all right, mate. Um, you'll get it next time. You know, mm. uh, make them earn the games, and you know, at least review your list and give them exposure under more pressure to see if they're up to it. Because um, we're seeing players taken off the list, even though they might have shown a little bit at BFL level, but maybe not enough to push them into the senior side. But we're not – some players do play, for whatever reason, much better AFL standard footy than VFL ones. It's just the pace mm. of the game suits them. Mm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's one thing. I, know I went off on a little rant there, mate. But, I, I mean, that's just the frustration with the way we're doing things. But um, should we move on to Jordan Ridley? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Jordan, I think you're an okay game. Um, yeah. yeah, without being outstanding. Um, again, he's – like he did kick it 13 times out of his 16 possessions, but um, you know, and did make good use of him. But um, there's nothing um, that you could say that was outstanding about his game. I thought James so, mm. you know, a solid ho hum game, I think, for Ridley. Yeah, it was solid, but I've got to say, his kicking's gone downhill. Something, yeah, you know, mm. the, the efficiency might not have changed much, but just watching the game. Mm. His kicks are, for whatever reason, much slower than they used to be. Like, mm. he used to kick darts, mate, and, like, he would get through uh, things. Now his kicks always seem a bit proppy stabbed, almost that. Um, mm. And a lot of them are, like, 15, 20-metre passes where he used to, you know, go 40, 
40 metres easy with a, you know, solid pass. Mm. Yeah, it just hasn't been showing that this year, you know. Um, you know, I don't know whether that's the effect of him having to play almost key position and he's more worried about his defender now. But, um, uh, sorry, he's the, the person he's defending. But, um, yeah, I, I I just think he can, he's much more, he can play much better footy than what he's shown us this year, despite being very solid this year. Yeah. He hasn't, like, he used to look elite. Yeah. And he's certainly a long way from that. He is, mate. Uh, Jaden Laverde, um, again, he always tries hard. He was against a bit of a monster. That Briggs uh, was a pretty, mm. pretty strong bloke. Um, yeah, obviously raw, but um, had his hands full with him at least. Um, yeah. But he's still able to take eight marks. And you know, we talked about that coach killer kick where he just turned the ball over. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Lab's endeavour again. And we were using that a lot. We, we, I guess the word endeavour. Yeah, it's good that they've got Endeavour, but you've got to have a bit of skill behind it as well. Yeah, I, personally, I thought, um, yeah, Briggs had the better of Laverde on the day. Um, and, yeah, Lav, yeah, made a couple of uncharacteristic yeah, <laughs> major stuff-ups with a, with a ball in hand. So, look, he has been so consistent all this season. Um, you're not going to dump on the bloke. Um, but I, I didn't think he had his best performance for Essendon on the day. No. Um, Archie Perkins, mate, he, yeah, he kicked that goal. Um, yeah, missed another one. But, um, yeah, he was pretty ineffectual, I thought. Um, you know, and he looked a bit – I hope he's not underdone. Um, he, even last week he looked a little bit out of sorts. Um, so, you know, obviously returning from injury. Um, he's played the second game back now. But, um, yeah, I, I just think uh, it, yeah, he looked a bit short of a gallop. Yeah, um, yes, I, I, who knows what it was with Jimmy Stewart. Um, it didn't seem like we were playing him. Uh, oh, sorry, with uh, with Perkins, no, the, like, yeah. yeah, sorry, mate. Um, yeah, with Perkins, like little bits and pieces, you go, oh, okay, there we go. Like, he, he's weaving now traffic, so he's footy smarts, he's mm. still there, but as you say, he's just not 100%. So, um, look. Yeah, it was good he kicked that goal in the pocket. Nice nice mark he took there. Uh, but unfortunately, didn't have any massive impact on the game. Uh, but you wear that from Archie Perkins, who is a young bloke developing. Um, and once he does get his body right, um, you know, he'll be much better for it. And certainly one thing that I, I think he'll take from games like this is he needs to get a lot bigger in the upper body. Um, yeah, because he was, he was getting pushed off the footy to my mind. Uh, but certainly he'll be better for the run. Yeah, one thing that made me ask the question if you're short of a gallop or a bit underdone, mm. um, despite our midfield being a bit down, we never saw him really go into the midfield. Um, mm. Well, I didn't notice him in there. Uh, I don't know if you did. But um, he certainly didn't spend a large amount of time in the midfield with no Shield or Caldwell. I thought he might have been given a bit more time. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Stewart, uh, didn't do a lot during the game. Mate. He kicked that nice goal. Mm. Um, but I, I thought he'd come in as a forward and in the end we kind of scrambled and put him back. And He always looks a bit jittery down there. Yeah, I mean, he was it was forward for a little bit, then back, and then we got him to pinch hit in the ruck. I, yeah, I think, you know, as much as I, yeah, I love Jimmy Stewart, I think if you give him a role, he'll do his best at that role. Uh, but if you... Yeah. 
fill his mind with too much and get him to do all sorts of different things. He's not that type of player. He doesn't adapt well. He, he just wants one role. Um, that's his that's his role for the day. Um, uh, so I think, you know, we didn't really give him the best platform for success. Um, and, uh, yeah, apart from that goal, I don't think he, um, you know, showed his, his prowess overly throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, Nick Hyde. Um, I didn't think that was one of his better games either. Um, he got the 18 disposal, but um, again, the Giants really hunted our backs, um, knowing that we get a lot of pace out of there. He still gained 405 metres, but um, yeah, his kicking efficiency wasn't the best, I didn't think, on the day. Mm. And um, yeah, like some of his decision making wasn't great either. But um, yeah, like again, I. I it was just a ho hum game from him, yeah, not without effort. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't think he had his best game. Certainly, his decision making um, left a bit to be desired um, at some times. But uh, yeah, as much as it wasn't a great game in my eyes, I don't think it's worth the level of sort of vitriol he sort of copped on some social media platforms. Mm. Um, yeah, blokes, you know, go right hammer and tongs for behind and. Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't play great, but I didn't think he played you know, that badly compared to the um, you know, performance of the rest of the team. So, uh, you know, I guess though that's the life of an AFL footballer. Um, you know, it's not all uh, sort of high fives and everything like that. But uh, yeah, certainly not the best game from from the kind. Peter Wright um, worked hard, mate. Got his two goals uh, in the first half. Um, was largely unsighted in the second half. Just the ball was doing pump on his head and made it pretty easy to defend. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he was, yeah, well held by the defenders. Uh, so, uh, yeah, not his best game, but still got his two goals, um, which I guess he'll he'll take. Uh, but I suppose not much more I can say about his game from there. Dyson Heppel again uh, was one of his lower stat games, only the thirteen disposals. Eight kicks, five handballs, five marks, and just the one tackle. But um, yeah, I didn't think it was a game worthy of mentioning much mm. yourself. Yeah, no, I thought he had a pretty average game, Joe. Um, yeah, didn't really have an impact on it, and I, I do think that's pretty disappointing from the from the captain. But um, yeah, that's that's just mine. Yeah, Sam Durham um, again, twenty three disposals, so. Certainly found a bit of the footy. Um, nine kicks, 14 handballs, two marks, and just the three tackles. But, you know, he runs a lot, mate. He's yeah. up and down that wing. And, yeah, we saw that where he ran onto the ball as a half a forward flank, had a ping, and it looked like it was going to go through for a leer, put a hand on it. Yeah. Uh, but it would have been a brilliant goal. But, yeah, uh, he's definitely a developing player. And I think he's someone to uh, yeah, have some hopes that he turn into a really good player. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think, um, you know, his endeavour is always there. Um, he's, he's Polish, not always. Um, but um, yeah, certainly there's a lot to work with. I think one thing he really does need to work on is um, his decision-making, um, you know, with the, the ball in hand. Um, and also, yeah, again, he's, I suppose his body size as well as his tackling technique. Uh, but certainly he doesn't lack for effort and both fair verts for him, so... Good game from Sammy Durham. Harry Jones really struggled with the game. Um, and, you know, 
ended up with five disposals, but for a large chunk of that game, he's on stuck on one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he'd be really low on confidence, I'd imagine. Um, and he's kind of been getting these stats regularly. Um, yeah, I know he kicked a couple of goals last week, but I, I thought uh, this game particularly, he looked really out of his depth. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, yeah, not his, not his best showing. Um, again, he's a young bloke. He's developing, but uh, he didn't make it take a mark for the whole game, Jam. Um, and that's you know, he does do a lot of running, but you know, we're not paying you to you know run 10, 15 k's, you know, from the pocket to the wing all game. You know, we're paying you to affect the the contest and you know go up for the grabs and um, you know find the footy. Um, and he wasn't been able to yeah you know, put that on the out the out of the day. Um I did think it was a pretty disappointing performance from him, Jane. Um yes, that's pretty harsh and the young bloke, but I think yeah, this is the reality of AFL footy where um yeah, some days you can see it, but um it, it, it looked like he didn't show up to perform on the day, Jane. Yeah. And I like just on that one, mate. Mm. Um I'd always give the call, give Harry a game in the twos. Yep. It's time to unleash Patrick Frost. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to see that because um, I, I know the Port players will be looking around, mate, because as an eighteen-year-old kid, that guy can uh, seriously inflict uh, some some pain on you if he gets if he catches you on one of the tackles he goes. Um, mm. He's a big body as well, so um, yeah, that's just my private opinion there. But um, Jake Stringer, mate, I, I thought he had a really poor game. Um, yeah, coming off the back of his best game of the year. Mm. Um, you know, from the onset, I think the Giants wanted to get into his head, and yeah. they succeeded, mate. Um, yeah. yeah, they ripped his jumper. They, you know, he got him to give away another free kick, and and then he was out almost to prove that he, he was, you know, he could kick these miracle goals mm. rather than go inboard to teammates and stuff like that. And I wouldn't imagine that endears you to teammates. And um. Yeah, I wonder what kind of internal criticism he'll get for that. Mm. Um, but it's quite strange. You have your best game and then your worst game probably um, in successive weeks. Well, I mean, it is Jake Stringer, James. He's, mm. he's capable of the best and the worst. Yeah, um, yeah I thought, yeah, yeah so there's some things that only Jake Stringer can do. And mm. we wear that and sometimes, you know, it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but after a while, you know, he's had four or five shots on goal and none of them taken off. So you'd think at that stage, you'd think, all right, time for me to start playing the team game. And he never did, Jane. He was mm. playing selfish footy. And he does need to be called out for that. Um, he's the, you know, a senior player um, of the team. And um, the young blokes are looking up to him for, all right, what should I do in this situation? And I I don't think he, um, you know, showed himself um or the team many flavours by just blazing away. So, yeah, I think a pretty disappointing game from Jake Stringer, but I will back him into um, the comeback because I think he's too proud to, you know, allow that to to sit too long um, um, as as a me- measure of his, I suppose, uh, ability to perform. Yeah, well, he's still my favourite player on the yeah. current side, um, only because like I think he he's the most well, he's probably going to win you a game. Yeah. Um, they, you kind of need him. Um, uh, yeah, it would be just like an incident call. Yeah, see him get it omitted or something like that, <laughs> you know, to try and prove a point. He's mm-hmm. going to be 29 next year. 
Mm. You know, you don't need to do this. You can just you had the review after the game, ask him to do it, and then hold him accountable. I really hope they don't go down the route of um, you know basically <laughs> dropping him. So, um, but without you know the way our club operates, I'm, I wouldn't say that's out of the out of the possibility, if you know what I mean. So, mm. um, Mason Redburn, um, really well held again. I think, again, they put a lot of work into him. Yep. You know, he's been having his best season and uh, as reported, he's in line to get a big contract extension. Um, but, uh, yeah, he was pretty well held. And he caught a pretty tough um, bump there, mate. I wonder if that had any effect on him. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that did, but um, I think it was more the, the time that um, the Giants put into our half-backs. So I think he just wasn't given the uh, the room or the um, you know, the, the space to, to move and uh, use that run um, run and carry that he has been able to use um, yeah, throughout the course of the season. I think, yeah, it's just one of those games where they structured up uh, better and, and and really played us. Um, we weren't able to use our strength of the half back. So, um, yeah, a, an average game from from Redmond. Um, but certainly when he did have a, the ball in hand, uh, did an op- have an opportunity to um, uh, to defend. I thought he did acquit himself quite well. Yeah, um, Jake Kelly. Um, like I thought he did a fairly decent job on Toby Green. Like I know Toby ended up a couple of goals and missed a few. Mm. Um, like Toby in a game like that when the Giants had a lot of control he can easily kick four or five goals pretty quickly yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah I thought he defensively he worked pretty hard um, yeah so I you know I wouldn't criticise his game I thought it was a, another workmanlike effort yeah it was I mean uh, I don't think he did anything that was um, I suppose the outstanding um, yeah, he played his role to his uh, uh, to his best efforts, I guess. Um, but just didn't, uh, you know, I suppose pan out for him on the day. Um, yeah, overall, I'd say a, a, an average to to solid performance from Jay Kelly. Yeah, uh, Brendan Zerk Thatcher again, or Brandon, should I say? Um, they both like we both came in votes. Um, yeah, 16 possessions and 16 kicks, mate. You don't see that in today's footy very often. <laughs> um, but nine marks, you know, and those marks were really strong, some of them, and uh, really yeah. important. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like his, his field kicking could be improved. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think, like, defensively, even though um, in the end Hogan did kick a few in the end, um, I thought he, he worked really hard. And actually... Um, was probably our best back. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he definitely was. I mean, obviously gave him best on, so I thought he had a fantastic game and yeah, well done to, to Zerk Thatcher. Yeah. Mac Welfi, uh, as you said, mate, just a nine disposal, but yeah, the big thing for me was the four goals. And um, four goals, one he kicked and four marks. And he's only down as one tackle, mate, which is mm. you know, probably surprising because he, he does... Yeah, you see him charging to tackle, so just the it's failing to land them. But um, yeah, I thought again this was probably one of his better games where he really capitalised on his opportunity. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, which was great to see. Really, um, uh, showing that forward craft and 
kicked a couple of you know bigger goals like from forty odd out, um, which I thought was you know really good because I thought those sorts of um, kicks would stretch his distance. Um, but nah, bobbed up and kicked his four goals, nearly got a fifth in the end there. Um, so I thought he had a you know really solid game for us. Uh, Nick Martin, um, I was a bit surprised with his stats. Mate, he had seventeen disposals, um, just the six kicks, eleven handballs, seven marks, and three tackles. So it was, it was a pretty decent stat line for Nick Martin, but I really didn't notice him a lot during the game. Mm, yeah, look, he showed up every now and then, but uh, yeah, I think um, yeah, for Nick Martin, he, he did try to get involved. Um, in the contest, but I think the physicality of uh, of the Giants, uh, you know, sort of swayed him off. Um, so I think that's an area of his game he does need to to work on. Um, because you're not you know you're not going to be allowed acres of space all the time. Um, so his his effort was definitely there. Made a few tackles, which is good. Um, but I think he had an average performance based on you know his level of output that we know he's capable of. So. Yeah, just an average game for mine for Nick Martin. Yeah. Now, um, lastly, mate, he's registered as playing mm-hmm. Massimo D'Ambrosio. Obviously, didn't get on. So, um, yeah, that for him, he like that's actually registered as a, a game, and I believe they get match payments because they're you know there. So I'm sure he'll be happy with that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's uh, funny how that works, isn't it? Like. Um, you don't actually get onto the ground, um, mm. but you still register a game. It's like Alistair Lord was our sub in one of the games against the Hawks, um, and he was the sub. So he's registered as playing a game for Essendon, but mm. never actually ran onto the field other than through the warm-up. So um, what do you think of Truck's idea? I heard him mention this in the stat, that for next year they'd like the... Um, the sub to be automatically available to them after half time. So you in effect have five players available um after half time. Yeah, I mean I think that's one of Chuck's ideas I could probably get behind. Um you know, there's been other um I suppose suggestions or thought bubbles in the past which I think, you know, have merit in that um because it can also go the other way. You, you know, there's some days where you don't Use your medi sub. Um, likewise, there's some games where you lose two, and you know, there's been some where you know, got three blokes hobbling um, at the end of the match to just try and get through. Where you wish, God, you know, we've got fit blokes available uh, if you just let us pull from one of those. But uh, certainly something has to be done uh, because this whole you know, bloke sitting out whole games um, in the hope they might get a run on. Um, it's pretty rough. You see the coaches, you know, whether it's say, oh, yeah, no, you're, you're concussed or you've you've done a, a league or something like that where that might not necessarily be the case. Um, yeah, I think a bit on the nose, but also, you know, we, and Essen has, has shown its uh, cards to say, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a debut game and they sit the whole day on the bench and don't actually get on the ground. And I think that's a pretty poor way to say, yep, you've played a game for the Essendon Football Club. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't like it. I, I think there's a lot of few footy sort of purists that don't like the the look of it. Uh, so something certainly has to change there. But uh, I felt sorry for Ambrosio because, you know, he obviously couldn't take part in the um, the VFL beforehand. 
um, and then wasn't able to play AFL. So he's missed a whole week of footy. Mm. Um, yeah, pretty disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and VFL boys, they got up. So I'm sure uh, Paul Cousins would, would have been happy with that. I believe he was up there. I saw a post from him on Facebook that he was in, up there uh, to witness it. So, um, yeah, really good that our you know, VFL team got a win over the Giants. Mm. Um, yeah, so, you know, um, I didn't hear anything too much about our better players. Um, do you have anything to update, mate? Uh, no, nah, no, I didn't. Um, I didn't watch it, unfortunately, mate. Um, yeah. it was good the boys got the win, and yeah, well done to Paul Cousins. I'm sure he'll be, uh, you know, enjoying himself uh, there with the boys. Yeah, just, um, I guess some final news. Um, uh, yeah, we we had our uh, former president, uh, Ray Horsborough, um, he actually passed away and it's very sad because uh, he was around, you know, that 2000 era, mate, where he was a really important part of our, uh, you know, he, he was he's a no, uh, no thrills kind of person, but he, he certainly... Um, was set on his convictions, you know, he really was assertive mm. uh, as a president. We'd love to have a president like that now. Mm. Um, yeah, he was a no-nonsense kind of guy and uh, he was uh, ultimately the guy that, um, you know, I think ended Kevin Sheedy's run, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember he was sabotaged, you know, of all the press conferences, you know, when they finally came around. Um, yeah, he had to be the man, you know, was in charge, I believe, when... Um, Kevin was stood there, or well, basically sacked or mm. resigned, whichever way you want to put it. But um, yeah, he he was certainly around uh, an era where we we're much more standing than we are now. Um, but uh, yeah, very sad to hear. And uh, thoughts to his family, and um, thanks for your time with the Bombers, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, so finally, um, we can say it, mate, uh, for the third last time for this season. Go Bombers. Go Dons.